welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime avatar, Le Doi Moi et Toi et De La A. I don't think that was real French. It was real, I just real bad. Oh. <laughs> we, we know that Brendan has an inability to speak any language, including English. I, it's, I forgot how to say please in French. <laughs> I am perpetually mocked in my D&D group for not knowing any of the NPC characters. I was like, it carries over into every aspect of my life now. I'm just a big old dum-dum. Don't worry, it's universal. <laughs> it's not that I don't care about them, I just don't care to remember them. <laughs> that applies to both D&D and anime. <laughs> hmm. Fair. Well, why why are we hopping across the pond, different countries, uh, regional thing, but whatever, <laughs> same, same concept. Yeah, uh, hopping wh- across why? the Atlantic this time. Ooh, the mm. other side. God, I miss the Atlantic. A beach where the water was actually warm? What a concept. Not, <laughs> not over here, not on the West Coast. Um, I was used to the North Atlantic, so yeah. <laughs> I only know frigid waters. That's fair. I'm used to Jersey, so it's like 50% water, 50% sorts of oranges on the beach. So like, eh, give or take. Um, 50% water, 50% hot gas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gibbering in pseudo-French, because this week we're watching Wakfu, which is colloquially known as just French Avatar by a lot of people. So mm. it's pretty much Avatar The Last Airbender, but with a, a twist to it. It's, I, I feel like it's going to be a safe bet. Neither of you know anything about Wakfu? No. No. I think uh, in discussing shows, there has been mentioned that, yes, there is a French anime out there. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <exist>. Weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we, we try to keep it pure because uh, we don't want to just diffuse the definition of anime mm-hmm. uh, into... Uh, uh, vaguely anime-themed uh, cartoons from wherever. So, uh, I think this is our first time not going with a Japanese. I believe so? I think so. I think so, yeah. Interesting. We're doing wow. for 4th of July. Happy Independence Day! We're celebrating the French, because America's kind of hot garbage right now. We don't really think this about feels it. Like, this feels like a prank. <laughs> gotcha! An elaborate prank, because we... Could just be watching Avatar: The Last no. Airbender. <laughs> no, that's American. That's American. The American anime. No, we, we already know that. that's good. <laughs> We've all watched that five times over. We know what that's about. <laughs> we can't pretend to be ignorant about it. There Let's are a hundred podcasts comedy. out there telling you about how good Avatar is. You don't yeah. need another. There's now an <laughs> Avatar podcast, an official one that's just talking about Avatar. I don't know. They announced, like, hey, we're doing something new in the Avatar world. And it was just like a podcast. It's like, that's not, no, that's not what we wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I anyway. have no bad words to say about Viacom CBS. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Correct. Correct, yes. Yes. Um, but yes, Wakfu is a series that was originally, it is a TV show that is based off an old MMO Flash game from 2006. So it's 15 years old now. Good God. And you know how much we love anime based on games. <laughs> <laughs> they always go so well, especially uh, high-quality games. Uh, oh, yeah. Not those yeah. Fr- those free-to-play games. Mm, you know they got budgets. Yeah, we're not talking about, like, a World of Warcraft anime. No, 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 no. 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 
we're talking <laughs> we're talking about that adventure quest anime that or you know game that was on the spanner ads for all those clicky clickbaity uh virus riddled sites but like <laughs> french so you i'm know, waiting we'll for the club penguin anime <laughs> <laughs> there is I mean, we've talked about there are penguin-centric animes. We've seen some. Yeah, we did penguin there drums, are a few. So, uh, well, that's not Club that's Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just an orange penguin runs in and about to says a, is about to say a curse word and then gets banned and you just see him blink <laughs> out of the show. Uh, well, so, we're really talking around this because we don't know anything. Shall we, shall we get right into it? Yeah. Let's dig in. Let's get back on the cyberspace. The MMO days. Gotta hit that grind. Rain boss. It's weird it made us wait 18 hours between watching each episode, or you can pay $3. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so I, weird, that cooldown time. That is where we are with streaming services, aren't we? You can pay a premium and get it early, or you can wait an unknown amount of months until we release it for free on YouTube. It's like... <sighs> no! <laughs> <laughs> it's like that website... Oh, was it Daily Motion? Oh, there was I some think. website where you watched a certain amount of time, and then it would be like you have to wait seventy two hours. To oh, watch I think it was else. Daily Motion. Yeah, I think that was yeah. it. That sucked. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad Great business model. model. <laughs> Back in uh, my day, I watched I watched anime in three parts on YouTube in four eighty p, and we were grateful for it. <laughs> we had fan dubs because we didn't have anything else. I was in a fan dub once. <laughs> I feel like we all were what show? <laughs> uh, Lucky Star. We haven't watched it yet. Uh, my mind we'll was on to Black Butler. Anyway, no, I would. Anyways, <laughs> I wouldn't our, cast. Anyway, <laughs> engage our interest in this show by how much we're avoiding. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is definitely uh, uh, yeah. I, it's something. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll put the disclaimer out in front for anyone who actually enjoys Wakfu. I've watched all of it. I also enjoy Waifu. So take it with a grain of salt that we're not just dogpiling on it for no reason. <laughs> or at least one of us <laughs> is. Uh, um, there are some interesting ideas in here, but mm-hmm. the execution is very, I will say, amateurish, uh, to mm. put it. Yeah. <laughs> this is one. I watched the first episode dubbed so I could take notes while watching it. Uh, I'll go on record. The dub's garbage? It's not, yes, it doesn't sound great, and it's not synced up well with the mouth flaps at all. And it's like, Mm-mm. this is very shoddy. So this is one, if you do intend to watch it, definitely watch it in the original French. Um, yeah, I also <laughs> watched the first couple scenes in French to be like, ah, novel, anime in French. <laughs> I was like, oh, this also is not great. <laughs> it's better. Uh, so we start with episode one. Uh, we get the openings. Uh, sequence right off the bat, which is rare for animes. Um, and it's done in kind of a 2D platforming side-scroller adventure, because like I said, this is based off a MMO video game, though this isn't like what the game is like. Uh, but it's a neat way of introducing the characters and the scenery, and at the end of the intro, it shows who like the monster of the week is for that episode. So the intro changes a little every episode, which is always something I appreciate. 
And then we start off on a small village. We got a bunch of different people walking around, all sorts of kinds. And all of a sudden, in an alleyway in this small village, a portal opens up. And we see an old man walk out with a baby carriage. And everyone's like, ah, crap. Ah, here comes trouble. Oh, boy. And it's... Uh, people, children. Oh, gross. <laughs> people are like surprised, like, oh, there's a portal opening, but it's not like, oh, what on earth is happening? It's like, ah, this shit again. Like, <laughs> like he just got called into work on the weekend or something. Like, and then Ugh. the guy comes out and they're like, we hate your kind. You suck. <laughs> uh, so we see this old man with, walking around with a baby carriage and the villagers are like, oh, here comes trouble. And we see a little robot bug following him around. He's got like a little aperture eyeball, like camera lens spying on the old man. And as the old man gets to a bridge going across a river, he sees someone stop him, saying, like, hey, what's in the baby carriage? And he just passes by them, and they jump out, and it turns out it's three people in a suit. Three three kobolds in a trench coat. <laughs> uh, and it's just three little gremlins that try to jump him and try and, like, you know, rob him. And he just beats them away immediately and, you know, without even waving his hands. Uh, and he keeps on going. And then uh, as he keeps walking, a new guy shows up. He's the leader of these little gremlins. And uh, he's the guy we saw that was spying on him earlier with the little robot bug. We saw, like, the bug, and then we see, like, the camera, like, zoom into the camera, and it shows him looking through the other side. Um, And he's talking. He's the bad guy. He just starts monologuing immediately, and he's just lamenting. And he says, "Uh, I'm on a quest to devour all of the wakfu uh, that I encounter. I need it for its power. Wakfu, in this case, is the deus ex machina bullshit magic. It's just the life Mm. energy, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's just life force. But it's got a silly name. Um, (laughs) And uh, so he's trying to devour all Wakfu he encounters. So there's inherent Wakfu in all living things, but some have more than others. So he's looking for the big ones. And uh, the old man tells the Zello... Caveat, I gotta explain. All the people in this, all the different powers, are based on the classes you can play in the MMO. So this guy's a time Makes wizard, sense. a cell lore. Uh, we see an archery person later. We see like a knight person later. We see a plant like druid person later. They're all the different races that mm. are the classes you can essentially play in the MMO. So that's why they all seem so unique and already have their superpowers that don't really explain any of them because it's from the <laughs> game. Um. So the old man's pushing the baby carriage, and he comes across the Zellor, who is a time wizard. You know, like Yukio. Uh, and uh, as the Zellor's scanning him, he's like, oh, you're full of Wakfu. You're not like an old man. Like, you're full of shit. Like, what's going on with you? I gotta drain your body. And uh, as he goes to attack the old man. <laughs> I gotta slurp down this old man. Uh <laughs> He goes to attack him, thinking this old man's just full of old old man energy. And sure enough, the old man <laughs> is... It's a crazy name. It's a crazy old name. Uh, and the old man's super powerful, because he's full of that life energy, and starts beating the shit out of this time wizard. And so the time wizard like attacks him a few times, and like even freezes him in place with his time magic, and the old man's able to break out of it, and just takes a deep breath and does like a dragon breath on the whole... Scenery. The whole environment just turns to ash as he burns everything around him. And it turns out the old man's a dragon. Wow. And, and the time wizard we saw fighting him, he's still alive. He like pops his head back up, but now he's all burnt, and his cloak and hat are all burned off. And he's looking like a robot man. And he's all excited he found a dragon, because they're not supposed to be around anymore. They're supposed to be extinct. 
So he's all giddy. He found a big source of magical energy he can drain. And uh, then we cut to, we see two bounty hunters arresting a dude. He's just trying to steal some food for his family. He's just a poor guy, but they arrested him because that's what bounty hunting is. And uh, as they're waiting, they're just like taking a pit stop. We see the thief's uh, daughter show up and sees her dad in chains and starts crying. And the one bounty hunter gets sympathetic and breaks the chains and lets him go. And he gives up the bounty hunting business. He can't take it anymore. It's too much for his whole old man heart. Just uh, uh, just to attest how not great this dub is, I love that there's like a close-up of the little girl. Mostly expressionless. She's looking a little sad. And the, the actor is crying. Yeah. So it's just crying over. It's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be not... Not closed mouths like... Yeah, like whimpering or whimpering. sniffling. Just... <laughs> Very funny it's, to see. It was weird. It was... Yeah. Watching this dub, I was like, ooh. Ooh. Like, I, this isn't... What a choice. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so the two bounty hunters, one guy's a little younger, one guy's older. The younger guy says he's going to give up the bounty hunter business and lets him go. And he shakes hands with the old guy and is like, alright, I guess we're going our separate ways now. And we see the uh, old dragon man from before watching them from behind a tree like a pervert. And he sees something in the young bounty hunters. He's got a heart. He's got some empathy. He might be a good father. So he reaches up and grabs a bird egg from a nearby nest and casts some sort of spell on it. So, like, the bird immediately hatches and then he takes that bird, like, egg shells and, like, charges them. He, like, uses them for a spell or something. And... Uh, we see him give the bird like this big old feather and he gives the bird to the baby and leaves and disappears in mist and smoke and he leaves the baby with the bounty hunter to find this guy is just playing like musical chairs with babies of just like <laughs> yeah and you go with this family and you go with this family oh gotta find the other one. Oh, he's the protector like giving away to good families i don't know maybe it's like what do you mean what what do you mean, man? He runs an orphanage. <laughs> Mama give- Bird was sitting there just staring at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you, took my, you both took a, a human baby and my bird baby. Why? Um, and uh, when he leaves, the bounty hunter walks over and sees the baby carriage. He's like, oh, and he picks him up. And uh, sure enough, when he picks it up, the, like, he picks up the little bird and like the magic comes out of the feather of like the bird that the dragon cast on it. And we just see, like, letters appear in a circle, and it just, like, shoots into the guy's head, like, into his eyes. And he's just like, huh, neat. I guess I'm a dad now. <laughs> and we're just like, what happened? Like, it was some sort of magic, but it's like, oh, okay. It beamed what to expect when you're expecting into my brain. I know it now. I'm the perfect dad. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so then we jump ahead a few years. The baby's all grown up. Well, not all grown up. He's, like, nine now or, like, 12 or something. Yeah, all he's, grown up. He's a plucky young adventurer. Oh, God, Rugrats. Uh, he's a plucky young <laughs> kid adventurer age, primed to save the world. Uh, insane expectation for a child, check. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't had that one in a while. And now the bounty hunter guy is a chef. Turns out he's like the mayor of like a small village, and he's just settling down. He's got a little restaurant stuff. He's, he's living a good life. Uh, the find- dream. <laughs> we find out the kid's name is Hugo, and he runs out. The bedroom all excited because his dad's making bread, but he burnt it all, so now he has to go and go get more loaves. Uh, so he runs off to do some errands. And then we see two birds just fighting over some money for a while. This went on for way longer than it really needed to. 
Yeah. Yeah, the pacing, especially in this first episode, is just so drawn out and too much. Yeah. It's, there's, like, a lot to cover, but they do it in, like, very small burst. So there's just, like, a lot of small bursts, but it's, like, yeah, it's weird. Um, Exposition dump, but let's watch these two birds play tag for five minutes. <laughs> like, a real long time. Uh, so as they're fighting over a coin, we see Rule show up. He is the old man bounty hunter that was with the dad bounty hunter earlier uh, before they went their separate ways. And he, f- he waves the two birds off and snatches up the coin. Rule loves money. He's a cheap old man. He's Mr. Krabs in human form. And he's got a shovel. (laughs) Uh, As he's walking, he comes across two girls that are traveling, and they they ask him for directions on a nearby village. And he goes, oh, yes, I can give you directions and even guide you there for a price. Or if you're ruling the W, it's, his dub is truly unforgivable. Like, it's so bad. Um, this is me doing my old man voice. It's, mm. d- it, I it's say a little that's too better. much Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I'd argue that's even better than what his was. Um, <laughs> so he tries charging them for directions, and they say, fuck that, and leave. Uh, and then we see the little robot bug we saw before. It's spying still. It's sneaking around. It's got its eyes on people. And then we cut back to Hugo back in the restaurant. He's cooking up, cooking up a meal in the back. And then we see Rule show up, uh, seeing his old buddy hanging out, chit-chatting, talking about old times. He's saying, like, ah, I might be retiring, too. I'm getting too old for this. It's like, ah, you say that all the time. And then Rule's like, hey, where'd that kid come from? Who's the mom? I, you didn't have a kid last time I saw you. Where, who's the mom? And it starts, like, prying for information from the dad. And he's like, ah, oh, I'll tell you. Oh, did you know I got him two seconds after you left? After <laughs> I last saw you? <laughs> Twelve years ago. Uh, and he teases him, like, ah, I'll tell you who the mom is if you pay the tab. Uh, planting those seeds early of, like, cheap old man. And we see Hugo uh, cooking in the back, and he drops a few ingredients. And as he drops them, he, like, puts his hand out, going, like, no! And a portal appears underneath of him, and all of the stuff falls through this portal. And he's like, oh, weird. And he tries to do it again, and he opens up the portal, and all the, sh- all the stuff that fell through shoots back out at him. And knocks him over. So, the boy's got portal powers. And he's, like, confused at first. He's like, huh, whatever. I'm on the clock. I'll do that later. I got work to do. (laughs) And he goes, uh, he finishes cooking, and he goes out to serve it. And instead of handing him off like a normal person, he just starts throwing the dishes with all the food and the utensils at the people. And they land in front of two of the people perfectly fine. And then for rule, it hits him in the face. (laughs) Ha ha, old man covered in food. And then... We cut away to um, a man jerking it in an outhouse. <laughs> there's French. There's no other way to describe it. Um, and uh, while he's in the outhouse, he notices that the village is being attacked. And then we cut back to the restaurant, see them uh, chatting still a bit. And all of a sudden, a big old ogre kicks in the door. He's got this big orange hair. And he breaks in the door and is looking around. And he just seems to be distracted by, like, the trophies on, like, a shelf nearby. Because they're shiny and pretty. Um, and Hugo comes out, tells him, like, hey, fuck out of here. With the, fuck off, like, pretty much. Uh, you don't want a big if old If only there were some adults that could do this, goddammit. <laughs> you know, anyone uh, besides this eight-year-old child. Uh, but, yeah, what happens when you tell off a monster? The monster gets mad and starts swinging at you. So the monster starts punching, 
and you guys hop around dodging them and like climbing on the back of them and stuff and they fight for a bit but eventually Yugo gets knocked away and Rule steps in to fight him because he's an actual bounty hunter who should be doing this and he says that the big ogre he's got a third eye like on his forehead and he says he's possessed by a shushu which is an evil spirit that possesses an item and if you get too reckless with it it can then possess the user so he says he's one of those and uh while they're still fighting it yugo opens up a portal on top and attacks the ogre from above knocking him out and then pries the eyeball off of the body and it turns back into like a little sword like a little dagger and uh right when he sees those powers yugo's dad remembers the message spell from before the message that was given to him and shot into his brain and it was basically saying like hey this kid's a main character of an anime. He's got big ramifications and powers to learn about. Good luck. And that's basically <laughs> it. So uh, his dad remembers. He's like, oh, I got to tell Hugo. And uh, after Hugo frees the guy uh, that was possessed by the demon, he rips the eyeball off and it turns into a sword. The uh, The guy turns back into a lob, which is the race of his people, like orange hair. It's, I don't know, he looks like an elf. Um yeah, they're it's, really throwing a lot of lore that does not matter at us. No, like, I, I've i never played the games, so you can fully watch this show without having context of the world, but it is a lot of, like, special terms that are, like, from the game and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it takes a bit. Um, but yeah, he frees the guy, the guy's thankful, and immediately falls asleep, because he, he was possessed and took a lot of energy out of him. And Yugo's dad's like, ah, Yugo, I have to tell you about your powers and where your family, like, where your real family's from. And lo and behold, the village is under attack again! And that's it for episode one. And then the ending sequence is just, like, the credits are going up screen and one of the characters from that episode runs out and talks for, like, 15 seconds. So, mm-hmm. opening neat. Ending, pretty lackluster. Yeah, so, uh... We start episode two. We see the two women travelers uh, setting up in their camp for the night, talking about their adventure and, oh, the prophecy. Will it come true? Ha, we'll get there late. (laughs) Um, So we go back to the village attack. Uh, There are a bunch of just, like, little very tiny black little monsters, kind of like a mix of the Mononoke... uh, Monsters mm. and the soot monsters. Uh, oh yeah, from, uh, spirited away. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of that sort of vibe of uh, just little mischief guys, but um, <laughs> they're running around attacking people. Uh, if they touch you, you turn into a, a shrub. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Dad tells the boy. Uh, Dad tells Yugo, hey, uh, oh shit, I should have warned you about this before, but now is a perfect time. Go find your family, it's not me! <laughs> I'm not your real dad, bye! You're adopted! Uh, uh, but yeah, so, uh, is this where he gets turned into a shrub? I, my notes are bad because this, uh, was not great. Uh, yeah, he's a shrub now. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Dad gets turned into a shrub. There's shrubbing and deshrubbing and reshrubbing, so there's a lot going on. <laughs> I hate in the this word episode. reshrubbing. Uh, well, it's the name of the episode now. So oh no! <laughs> Just to spite you, you uh, cursed us. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so uh, we see one of the little spy bots that we saw in the first episode. 
Uh, it sees uh, you go in the bird and is like, Mmm, uh, magic here. Oh. But then the bot gets destroyed and turns into a giant tree. Um, yeah. I feel like this episode has a lot of, like, dream logic to it. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, naturally, when a robot's destroyed, it turns into the world's largest tree. So, um, yeah, we have stuff like that going on. <laughs> uh, so we the see... Little, a little, real quick, the little spy bots are siphoning off Wakfu, the life energy. So when it's destroyed, that life energy goes back into the earth and boom, tree. It's not great logic, but... God. Okay. Yeah. There is some. Still more There's of an explanation some. than what we got in the show. Yeah. Um, at least so far. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they fight off the attack. We see uh, the the troll-possessed boy comes out. Yeah, this is Sir Persadil of Sadly Grove. <laughs> just just yeah. real emo grove. Um, <laughs> and... Just, you know, your uh, cocky comic relief, gonna be super horny, your uh, Xanders of the world. Uh, <laughs> fill in that Ugh. type. Um, and, yeah, the, like, possessed demon sword thing is just talking a lot of shit, being like, oh, you're nothing, you're a sad, pathetic knight, uh, let me uh, go be evil again. And he's like, no, we have a, a odd couple dynamic. <laughs> cool, Duck great. Newton. yes exactly um so uh uh they're like okay we gotta figure out what's going on these things came from the forest we gotta go into the forbidden forest Ooh, Ooh. um so then we cut to the uh time wizards robot factory Um, yep (laughs) what a sense God, uh, that wizard came from the moon. The time wizard has a factory. Uh, Baby drag. Time wizard. <laughs> oh, God, this show is nothing. Anyway, so uh, the villain's just doing a lot of exposition of, oh, there was a race of humans that were descended from dragons, and oh, if you find them, they will take you back to the dragons, and I'll be unlimited power, man. Gotta find this boy. Okay, yeah, we uh, we knew what you were trying to do. I don't know why you had to stop and tell us again. Um, Just but, in case yeah. anybody missed the first episode. <laughs> and is really confused. Or watch yeah. the first episode and is really confused. <laughs> yeah, when you got three minutes into birds fighting over a coin and turned it off. And <laughs> like, let me skip ahead. Let me get past this filler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they're walking through the Forbidden Forest. Uh, uh, Hugo is playing with his portal powers. Again, just a too long sequence of nonsense of him mm. just like playing around, playing tag, sneaking up on people and scaring them. Cool, great. He's learning his power. Um, but uh, he scouts ahead and, oh, another giant ass tree is in the forest ahead. Uh, let's go there and see what's up. Uh, but first... They hear screams. Oh, they have to go uh, rescue someone. And it's the two traveler women we see in the beginning. Oh, huh. who knew their paths would crop? <laughs> uh, but uh, they're being attacked by the little sprightly things again, so they fight them off. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but then they're all connected. Uh, this is uh, Evangeline and Amalia. And 
Oh, the prophecy destined that they would meet. So, oh, the prophecy said go to the forest. And, oh, what do you know? We met you in the forest. Cool. Destiny. <laughs> Great. Right. Moving on. <laughs> so, they travel together. Cool. Uh, so we get to a burned section of the forest. Ooh, nature has destroyed. Um, they sense evil presence and... Ah, uh, some ant-like tree creatures attack. Uh, all, all crusty and old and burned down too. Uh, and uh, 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 Malia gets a t- grabbed by one, and then the tree is like, "Oh, is that you, Leaf?" She's like, "No," <laughs> and they kind of leave it there. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, uh, but she does reveal, I am a princess of the nature kingdom. So, uh, got our party's druid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, uh, she's, but, 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 yeah, the tree is like, oh, hello, leaf princess, whatever. I'm just, <laughs> you told me your actual name. I'm just going to keep calling you by the name of the person I think you look like. That's, That's what I do. Great. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, is like, oh yes, some mechanical thing stole all our sap and turned humans to trees, and uh, uh, balance not right in the forest. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, as there, as this exposition dump is happening, uh, uh, Persidal gets turned into a shrub. As he's trying to kiss the other girl, oh, give me a kiss, lady. I <laughs> saved your life. Um, I, I was going to put him down as himbo on the bingo card, and then I forgot one of the key aspects of being a himbo is you got to drink your respect women juice. And he yeah, does this not. Man, no, absolutely not. He's also not even that like big and strong. He's he's like lanky teen sort of. Yeah, that's true. I. He's just an uh, idiot. Uh. All due respect to this actor, but I was referring to him as E. Bradley Baker because he is just <laughs> second-rate D. Bradley Baker, turning up enthusiasm to 11 on every line delivery, and it's like, in, you're God, trying too hard. God, that's good. Uh, <laughs> what a but, good and specific burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, he gets shrubified, and, you know, at this exact moment, the tree is like, hey... I can undo this shit because we have to to move the plot forward. Uh, and uh, for fighting off the forest, whatever's, uh, undoes all of the shrubbery curse and turns everyone back into a human, including the people in the village, including Hugo's dad. Great. Yeah. Cool. Thank goodness. Uh, so they're like, cool. Uh, we are sent out off on an adventure time to backtrack and go home. <laughs> so, uh, they <laughs> go back to the village. They're like, hey, we just need to make sure you're cool. Everyone's free. Perfect. Great. Um, but, oh no, the time wizard is here. He's attacking. <laughs> this is Nox, the time wizard. And he's like, you tell me, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm looking for so you know to withhold it from me in the future. Where are the dragon men? <laughs> uh, and sensing the power from the bird thing as well, plucks the magic feather off of it and 
oh, the, the message the prophecy said he had to wait for speaks directly to Yugo, uh, I think, I yeah. guess. And is like, oh, yes, uh, your family is on Omu Island. Go find them. And then Nox is like, hey, tell me what that thing said. Yugo's like, no, what the? Of not. <laughs> Why? Um, so then uh, they scuffle a little bit. I thought Dad died here. Uh, <laughs> it maybe feels w- that way, yeah. Yeah, Time Wizard, like, attacks, hits Dad. Dad falls, hits the ground, and we cut away. <laughs> the next, immediate next thing we see is them leaving the village, going off to find Omu Island. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you go, stick with it, buddy. We're, we're here with you. We're, we got this. And then they leave. But then the last scene is dad back in the village being like, well, I hope my boy's okay. <laughs> and all the kids being like, we're going to help you fix up the village. It's like, so he didn't die? I didn't understand. This truly recounting it j- does feel like describing a dream. Which is not good when you're trying to tell the plot of episode two of a show. I don't know what you're talking It's very clear. They were fighting Nox. They were all held in stasis by the time magic. Dad broke through by the power of uh, parental love. <laughs> he was able to attack Nox, fend him off, but the backlash of the time magic made him very old. It's very simple. Yeah, his beard turned white. I'm oh, sorry, He's mustache. Gr- oh, God, it is yeah, a mustache. I, I didn't even pick up on that. I was like, okay. <laughs> He's now an anime protagonist. He has white hair. <laughs> Perfect. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Your turn. So, uh, my first note is I hate viewing this with my eyeballs. <laughs> uh, I, so, one thing I thought about during, I guess, this episode maybe, is just the designs of the characters. Is like, the two girl characters are like, they look like they could be from an anime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the main boy, who I called Child Boy, uh, he also looks like he could be from an anime. The old man and sword boy, emo boy, yeah. they look like they're from Newgrounds, which is... Yeah. They look like they're from, characters. like, Homestar Runner or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just interesting. <laughs> they look it's so from, out of place. It's from a 2006 MMO, for sure. Yep. Um, so we see some uh, black birds land on a tree that turns out to be the portal that our adventurers are going through. Uh, and uh, the old man says he's an expert on these portals, uh, but the boys poke fun at him for falling when they emerged from such portal. Um, and then uh, Evangeline says, uh, don't, don't bicker. We shouldn't bicker. And Amalia says, yes, I agree. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that input. Yeah. A uh, child boy runs off to the market. Uh, Evangeline says that they're there to buy a world map. Which, again, is just very evident that this is a video game. <laughs> <laughs> we need something to attach to our HUD. <laughs> hey, I'm, um, going, I'm going upstate California. I need a map of the continental united states like you can get more specific for the area you're in you don't need everything um so while they're at the market a villain shows up the black crow (gasps) he shows up and attacks and evangeline says that she'll take care of it and uh emo boy sword boy wants to help um 
So the Black Crow is talking ominously about fearing his power or whatever, and he launches out more of those little black birds that we saw before. They were important. (laughs) Um, And some of the gang is hiding behind something, and the old man says they should just sit and wait until the attack is over. But Child Boy won't have that. Uh, So they're going to work together to attack him. And this happens... I uh, I don't know. My brain is fried <laughs> from this television program. Uh, they, like, get ready to attack, and then nothing happens. And in my mind, I feel like that happened all the time, but also, I don't know. I think the joke was that they were counting to three of when they would attack. So Evangeline said three, Hugo said two, and then Percy, emo Nightboy, was supposed to say one but he's a big old dum-dum and had trouble counting backwards. Well, the other thing is that the the Black Crow doesn't even make contact. He kind of swoops down and then he just leaves. So he does does some property damage and fucks off. Yeah, yeah. Um, So the villagers have been attacked by him before, and the child boy goes up to the merchant they were speaking to before and apologizes for not doing anything. Um, and then the old man says, well, we better leave because we need a world map and now we're not going to get one here because everything's destroyed. (laughs) Fuck these people. (laughs) I Um, see you're busy. We'll go. (laughs) I see you're busy. We'll go. You need help rebuilding your village? No. Um... So the merchant man offers the information. He says, oh, you can go to this merchant and you'll probably find something because they have everything. Um, And Sword Boy says that they'll get the Black Crow next time. Um, And they're on their way to see this other merchant and they get there. (laughs) They have no problems along the way. Yeah, this this show, things just happen. (laughs) It's not an issue ever. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, It's an impressive shop, uh, and everything is expensive. And then a furry woman comes out. Ooh. ooh. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) When uh, the old man, he says, he says, ah, this shop is nothing compared to the shops in this city. This place is a hovel. Um, And he apologizes since she's hot. (laughs) Um, And then an old creature dude comes out, and he welcomes (laughs) them to the shop. Uh, and in order to ensure that their customers are trustworthy, they have to go through a test. And I'm thinking this is going to be combat of some kind. No, uh, she pulls out a little creature that sniffs for money. (laughs) So the more money they have, the more the creature likes them. And the old man has money. Great. Uh, so yeah, they're, they trust them because they're rich. Sure. Um, you're and Evangeline time, says that capitalism, they... we love it. <laughs> <laughs> Evangeline says that they're looking for a map, um, but maps are very, very rare, is what the so rare. the shopkeep says. So obviously, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hefty price. Um, and then Child Boy finds a trophy room, and the old creature guy brings him seeds because he had asked for seeds for his bird pet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Oh, are you the one who hunted all of these creatures?" And he's like, I sure did. I used to love hunting, but then I got married. 
And all my hobbies went to shit because now I have to spend all this time with my hot wife. <laughs> uh, and now they're all in there. They're all in the trophy room. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, furry woman is like, your hunting days are over. And he seems sad, but also, like, no one cares. <laughs> um, it's a sad so, old man. Uh, she pulls out the world map, and he doesn't want her to sell it because it's very powerful. Um, and she unrolls it, and it's blank. But then when she talks nicely to it, a face appears, and it's Ooh. like, oh, yeah, I'll show you the way since you're so nice to me. Uh, and then it shows the place that she asks for. Um, and she says that they can have the map for free if they get rid of the black crow. But Creature Man says, why would we do that? He's never actually hurt us. And, uh, all he ever does is, like, get rid of other merchants. But she's worried about him driving away customers. So they say that'll be easy and they've got to make a plan. Um, so their plan is to, to disguise old man as a merchant. Um, and he asks why he has to be the bait. And it's because earlier in the episode, he lied about having money. He said that he didn't have any money, but that was a lie. And we know from the sniff sniff. Liar. I wish that creature was actually called a sniff sniff. I don't remember what it was <laughs> called. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. yeah. It works for us. Uh... So they lure the black crow over with this fake merchant and he starts monologuing when child boy interrupts and he's like, what kind of name is the black crow? All crows are black. And then there's a bit where they talk about what a better name would be for this villain because it's not good enough. (laughs) We need to Uh, help you rebrand before we destroy you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... He takes the old man, uh, and to find him, they're like, oh, we'll use the sniff sniff. Um, and then somehow they get the sniff sniff without going into the shop. It, I guess it just comes out. Hello, friend. I think you go, like, lord it out with a coin. Yeah, it wasn't really clear, because then we see the door opening later of, like, wait. Yeah. Did he not go in? What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so old man comes to... Um, and Black Crow asks if he, oh, finished his, he must have said nap. I thought he said map with an M. (laughs) Map. Um, so he says that they're going to have an epic battle to which I thought I doubt it. (laughs) Um, and he's, he's like, yeah, I brought you up to this mountain because the view is amazing and the setting for a battle is just as important as the fight. So I wanted to bring you to this picturesque place. Um, so he says, uh, he says the old man's got some balls for chatting up his wife, which is not what he actually says, but in my mind, it's what he said. (laughs) Um, and it turns out the black crow is the creature guy. What? Wow. Wow. Um, and he says, this is verbatim, even though he has the finest and most delicate woman there is, he, he needs to get out there. He misses hunting. He needs he needs to have his free time. He says he <laughs> says gotta, he and the old man are the same. That they need adventure. Gotta go out with the boys on the yeah. weekend. Uh, um, I just need a crow cave. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was wild that he called her delicate because like 
even in the show's context, they kind of show us that this this furry woman is pretty like, you know, she stands up for herself. Yeah, yeah, she's like a shrewd capitalist. She's like the shopkeep stereotype of like, yeah, if you don't have money, get out of my way. And yeah. they're looking at her like, oh, delicate flower. Did you watch this dubbed? Yeah. This episode? Okay, that's why. I watched the sub and they didn't say delicate, so. Oh, Might well. translation. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know I had another option, so. <laughs> I watched all three dubs. You could have watched the German. Like, you watch anything. Aw, oh, damn. I'll have to go back and try the German. Maybe that's what that's what'll do it for me. <laughs> I'm in um, now. <laughs> so, um, he says he destroys the merchants because he hates being one. So he takes it out <laughs> on the other merchants who like being merchants. Maybe. Um, so, the kids show up. Uh, an old man explains exactly what we just heard. Cool. Um, but Black Crow still wants a battle. And if they lose... Uh, he takes all their equipment, which does, again, that sounds like consequences from an MMORPG po- boss. Mm-hmm. Um, so he flies into the clouds and they wait for his attack. Battle happens. Uh, it just, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fight scene. They're going back and forth. Um, and uh, he knocks down the sword boy. He grabs child boy. <laughs> <laughs> and child boy uses his portal powers and he knocks the black crow down great they cool. got the map um and black crow says well done and then he sits on a rock at the edge of the mountain to be dramatic um <laughs> and he tells child boy that he'll be a great adventurer when he perfects his power um and then furry wife shows up um and she's like i thought you said i was your adventure now <gasps> and he's like, no, I just do this to restock the shop. And that's good enough for her. <laughs> oh, um, inventory. Money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our gang is, is off on their way. And Sword Boy is trying to get the map to show them the way. But he's not being nice enough. So the, the map won't show him. And that's Hold the off. end of episode three. Are we there yet? I did not have a good time watching this show. <laughs> DZ took the easy sell, so it's, that says well, something. It's because it's it feels similar to me as a rave master or a zatch bell, where it simultaneously feels like so much is happening, but also nothing at all is happening, and it drives me absolutely bonkers. That's fair. <laughs> this one, uh, I will say the third episode was like the most interesting to me, but it could be because there was a furry wife. <laughs> so I'm, Let's be honest, I I'm so glad you brought up Rave Master because I was just <laughs> looking at the like cast and crew. And do you know who did uh, the translation and adaptation? Uh-oh. Good friend Bob, mm, who did Bob. Rave Master. <laughs> Gotta got talk to Bob. Oh, Bob. Uh, it's I, That's the thing. When I saw this, it's on Netflix for anyone who is interested after our glowing endorsement here. Yes. Um, I watched it before it was on Netflix, back when there wasn't a dub, uh, of, like the first time I watched all of it. So this is a show where I am more partial to the original language. Um, but yeah, this dub, like I said, like it's out of sync with like a lot of the mouth movements. And it just the choices of characters... And clearly they tr- 
changed some of the actual scripts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, calling it like a delicate wife and stuff. So I'm like, I hope there's not too big, like too much of changes. Um, we did uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. That got in a lot of trouble for its Netflix adaptation because they changed plot relevant dialogue, like especially at the end of the series. So mm-hmm. sometimes the translation does actually make the show worse, depending on who translated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if it helps, I think the show does get much better. It is slow to pick up. Um, I was tempted to do the One Piece thing where we watch episodes 1, 2, and 17 to watch like the big epic battle between the dragon and Nox. But then I realized, you're not going to give a shit about that. And that would be hard to describe <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah. So I chose to just stick with the three, which I don't think are great episodes, but it'd be really fucking confusing to watch anything else. So Yeah. Yeah, after the first two, if you showed me that this episode did a Citizen Kane adaptation and has that <laughs> much prestige, I still would not care. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I was like, you're not going to be hooked by episode two. You're not going to care about anything else after that. So <laughs> let's just go with three. Um, yeah, yeah. This like visually looks like Newgrounds. Looks like a web comic mm-hmm. art style. Not great. Audio in French. I watched a little bit. And I was like, eh, acting's eh, still exaggerated and a little too big. English dub just not good. <laughs> so visuals and sound bad. Didn't like. <laughs> so that's already a hard thing. Uh, like the closest. I could tell, like, the designs, uh, like, I didn't realize this was based on an actual game. I thought it was just doing, like, homage to gaming. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realize it was based on a game. It has a lot of, uh, like, Jack and Daxter similar, like, designs Mm -hmm. of the world and, like, old, uh, ancient precursor technology sort of thing. So I was like, okay, aesthetically, you're almost there. But you also have it in this very cartoony, very, like, basic, uh, I would, a lot of the visuals I wouldn't feel out of place if I saw them in, like, a a student showcase is where I'm at. So it just Mm. feels very amateur, and where there's so much anime out there that is beautiful, well done, the story's amazing, good, like... With all that out there, I don't see this really cutting through to be like, well, no, you do need to watch this, though, because it's so good. It's like, I I would watch anything else, really. I can see I would... how this would be a hit with the kids, <laughs> as yeah. in children, as in <laughs> five to ten-year-olds. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That seems to be where they're going with it. So, like, yeah, I can't really fault you, like, oh, this doesn't hold up compared to the, the big three animes. It's like, yeah, we're not trying to, but like... No, yeah, something different. Yeah, there's also good children's media. <laughs> it's, I say it's akin to uh, Avatar at the beginning because it does deal with a lot of very heavy topics later on. Uh, so Nox, the villain, his whole thing is he was a human and then his family died. And now he's on a quest to gather up enough energy to turn back time to bring his family back. But he's mm. kind of gone, like, insane in the process. And uh, the origin with Ego and his family and, like, what his people actually are deals with, like, very similar topics akin to Avatar with Aang and the mm. Air Nomads and stuff like that. Um, so I think aesthetically you're probably onto something with, like, with it being akin to a child's uh, show, but, it, like 
content-wise, it gets more mature. I would disagree with the aesthetic. I don't think it's necessarily amateurish, but they are... This is the first season of, like, a show, so they're not quite in their full swing of things yet. But then again, we have seen other anime that come out the gate fucking swinging hard with the animation. So, uh, Mm. I don't disagree with that statement, but I think that is very much... Excuse me. I think it is very much... They they were following the aesthetic of the game, for better or for worse. Mm. Uh... So I wouldn't necessarily call it amateurish, but it is definitely compared to some of other series we've watched. It's definitely like it's a lot simpler. It's definitely it was a lot a simpler. Choice. It was a choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also the, didn't realize this came out like two years after the game. This is a 2008 show, so yeah. I didn't realize it. It is also like 12, 13 years old now. <gasps> so I'm like, okay, uh, I'll give it back. I'll pull back a little bit, but I <laughs> I still feel like it's a little too webcomic-y. Yeah, with that, like, when you guys were saying it's akin to, like, Newgrounds, yes, 100, like, I would agree with that, and it, yeah, that's just, if you don't like it, you don't like it, there's nothing to do about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are, it does ramp up, and I would say, like, hey, if you watched it, listener, and you're interested, it does get pretty good, and gets pretty high octane in later seasons, but yeah, the, like with all of these adventure shows, you gotta learn to love the characters, and sometimes that takes a while, and like with the <laughs> emo Nightboy, sometimes it never happens. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's a fun idiot. He is just kind of a shit person. <laughs> like he's a fun character, but he would be a shit person if you knew in real life. So, uh, but I am interested to hear your reactions to this. Let me just post it in our chat. Oh no! Uh, so there is some time skips later in the series, and emo boy and uh, elf archer girl end up hooking up and having children. No way. He canonically fucks. Uh, great! Crazy. I love I love giving the horny uh, pervert uh, exactly what he wants. So that's always a good trope to see pay off. Oh, he also literally becomes god. Spoiler for anyone who cares about this. The sword boy does. <laughs> he, he's what a the his fuck? race is a lob, so he becomes like a lob god in later parts of the series. And it's like cool fight sequences, but it's like, yeah, does he deserve it? <laughs> See, this it's the same thing though. Like the girls and child boy, they look fine. Like they look like they're from an anime. Cool fine design. I especially like Princess Girl. I think she looks great. But yeah. he just looks so bad. He has his no nose. face. It's his eyes. The, yeah, <laughs> the eyes. It's it's one of those things that you could yeah. This was a uh, design from the game they carried over which like uh, <laughs> it's real hit or miss for people so um, oh, what yeah. a journey you yeah. could also watch the prequel series Doofus uh, yeah I mean, I All definitely <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to uh, say no on are we there yeah it's a not a today no. happy birthday America here's your yeah. anime <laughs> uh, well uh, we yeah. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> my brain needed to buffer for a second after learning the sequel series to the show is called Doofus. Yeah, that's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> okay. The main character is like a small marionette puppet boy that's living. It's like Pinocchio. And then in Wakfu, he becomes like a grandmaster elder, like super powerful. He's got a big hammer. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. uh... uh <laughs> Next week, we're talking about a show that doesn't star a doofus. Uh, we, well. we, uh, we have <laughs> well. what I've only seen clips of the internet from of just, uh, 
just some domestic hotness. We're watching The Way of the House Husband. Yeah! yeah I've been looking been, forward to this one. <laughs> this is a uh, something where I'm like, I want to watch this. I will keep forgetting it exists until after I pick my show. So <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> thank you, D, for reminding me it exists and that we have to watch. Yay! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if there's a show you, the listener, would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is arewetheryet at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at arewetheryet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan and listen to the various other podcasts, including Echoed Locations and B-Sides Net. Busy boy. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram at honeyperiod, on Twitter at honeyd8 and honeydart, or on Twitch at honey underscore d. And honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter at abtsbrendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I also do. You can also find me on WebMD, where I'm trying to Google why my feet perpetually sweat whenever I record podcasts. It's weird. <laughs> Specifically. The mm. negative energy must flow out of you. <laughs> uh, thank you to Camille Rowley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I wish Strong Bad was in this show. <laughs> <laughs> that <can't be> <laughs>